Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Toronto at Large. I am your suddenly found my alive and awake voice host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Also at Toronto at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. All right, I would like to share a uh, hopeful sign with you folks about the coming term here in the Queen City. As uh, mentioned on a uh, yesterday, uh, on Wednesday morning, immediately following the show, I placed a call over to Mayor-elect Craig uh, to extend the proverbial olive branch, congratulate her on her win, uh, and it was a sincere congratulations. Look, I have been in the rough and tumble of politics in this city for more than a quarter of a century, and while I uh, don't always, by any stretch of the imagination, agree with many people who run and in some cases don't like them uh, or don't like what they do. I always uh, make sure to respect the efforts that any candidate for office puts forward. Um, unless of course they lie about stuff. Uh, but because, you know, campaigning is hard. It's it, it is, it is a grind. Uh, it is, it is exhausting you put yourself out there, and I, I do. I respect anybody um, who, who does that, even people who are doing it for the wrong reasons, because at least they're participating in a way that few others really, that only a small percentage of us will ever participate um, in that way. And so my congratulations um, to Mayor-elect Craig were sincere. I mean, she, I may not have liked the way she fought, but she fought hard and she won. In any event, uh, I, I left my, 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 my hopeful message that we would once again find the common ground on issues that she and I uh, shared prior to her becoming a candidate for mayor, and I suspect we still share. <laughs> and... Uh, well, I'm happy to say that yesterday afternoon, uh, she did she did return my call. And uh, when I shared with you yesterday that I had called her, I it was out of a, a desire to inform you and not with any sense that, you know, she was putting off a return call. You know, I, I've been around mayoral transitions. They are they are busy, difficult things and the, the laundry list of things to do starting the morning you wake up, the moment you wake up at eight o'clock and whatever it is on Wednesday morning, um, it's it's impressive. So I, I actually uh, feel like I have been well responded to by the mayor elect in as much as she called me more or less within a day. You know, I called her one morning. She called me the next afternoon. Can't complain about that. Right. So I, I won't go into all of the details of the phone call that I had with the mayor elect. And I think I caught her a bit off guard because when I saw her number pop up on my cell phone, when it was ringing, I, I, I said, oh, good afternoon, Madam Mayor. <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to have to call her. I mean, your honor still goes with the title, but Madam Mayor has a certain ring to it, don't you think? Madam Mayor. And you know what? I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I am not at all caught up in the fact that Joyce Craig is the first female mayor in Manchester. Um, you know, back in the 80s, there was a woman named Leona Dykstra who came within 50 votes of winning the Democratic nomination 
against uh, incumbent Mayor Emil Bolio in 1989, I think it was. And had she won that, she probably would have gone on to be the mayor. So Manchester, you know, it's not unusual for Manchester to have women in politics. To me, Joyce Craig is just another political figure here in the city. It matters not to me that she's a woman. What matters to me is what she does with the office. And that's the conversation that we had. Um, she did, uh, she did express, uh, she, she did, uh, uh, express her own congratulations on my reelection and her appreciation of my phone call. And, uh, it was, it struck me at one point and I will share this with you because I said it to her. I said, well, you know, Joyce, these are the kinds of conversations you and I used to have before you started running for mayor. And I hope they continue. <laughs> she just kind of chuckled, but, uh, it was, it was a good conversation. She wanted to know um, what some of my concerns were, some things that I would like to address. Uh, we are, you know, she did say that she was going to meet with me and every other member of the school board and the board of aldermen to talk to us about various issues and things because a committee assignments among them. Um, but one of the things that she did was she said, and I want to know what your, your, what your primary concerns are. And I said, well, if you've got some time now, I'll share one big one with you. Um. If not, we can save it. She said, no, I have some time. And I went into it. And again, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not going to have the discussion with you that I had with her. I will say, though, if you've been paying attention to uh, me at all, you probably have an idea that, uh, of what I shared with her as what I thought the number one you know, challenge facing the school district was. So um, it, was a, it was a good conversation. Um, I do believe that she is sincere in wanting to change some things. I, I am hopeful that some of the changes, and I, and I told her, just like I told you I would tell her, and that's why I'm going to say, I, to, Joyce, I told her, you're the mayor now. And I, you know, I, am going to, I am going to give you as wide a berth as I possibly can to bring forward what you think is the right thing for this city. And you know, it is my hope that we'll keep the discussions based on those proposals, questions, challenges, amendments, and, and, and have the discussions, because if we do, we'll be fine. And if we don't, then we won't be. And, and, I, and I don't mind sharing with you that I did tell her that I, I saw no reason for us, for everybody to retrench, go back to their camps and start filing missiles at, firing missiles at everybody. Um, we need to get some serious things done so that we can get the serious results that um, our city, our citizens and our students in particularly deserve. Period. End of story. And she agreed with that. So I will say that we had, I'm, I'm going to go to my phone, but um, I, I do actually consider it to have been an, an extraordinary um, amount of time that she spent with me on the phone. And I want to see my phone log and see if the uh, phone log tells me. Yeah. So we spoke for... 16 minutes and 43 seconds, according to my phone log. Which, given all of the things on her plate and the initial purpose of her call, which was simply to acknowledge mine and to say we would be meeting in the near future, um, I took it as a very hopeful sign. Uh, I, I felt as if she was uh, listening and, uh, you know, attentively. Her responses to my concerns uh, seemed genuine. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to those meetings. Look, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because I think it needs to be said. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not going to pretend that everything is all of a sudden sunshine, rainbows and roses. Okay. But 
my heart beats for this city. I fell in love with this city when I was in college. And let me explain to you why. One of our projects, my, my senior year, my senior thesis, if you will, I had, a, I had a class called Big City Politics, which was one of my favorite classes. I loved that class. And it was not only the, the study of all, you know, the political machines and all of the things that help you know, the rise of America's cities, uh, but it, there was a serious governance side to it, too. And the opening day of this class, taught by Professor Hale and Professor Tierney at Boston College, in the opening day of this class, Professor Hale had this book, and I forget the name of the book, but the the upshot of the book is, here are all the odd things you find in city charters. So he's reading these things, uh, you know, the oddities, the really strange things that are in the charters of New York City and St. Louis and Chicago and all of these big cities. And then, you know, he came to a point where he paused and he smiled. He, 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 he brushed his finger, you know, he put his thumb to the side of his chin and he brushed his pointer finger, you know, um, you know, under his bottom lip and he smiled and he looked up and he said, but for all of this, my favorite example is this city, this little city about an hour north of here named Manchester, New Hampshire, the population about 86,000 people. And I put my hand up and he looked at me, he said, yes. I said, it's actually about a hundred thousand. He said, you're from there. I said, yes, I am. He said, oh, good. And he got this big grin on his face. And he started (laughs) reading this laundry list of things that literally had my classmates laughing out loud about the things in Manchester City Charter. And people were, they were amazed. And he looked at me, he said, does that sound about right? I said, well, I suppose it does. And so my senior project that year was a research paper on the city because everybody had to do a research paper. Um, It had to be something like 20, 25 pages long. Mine actually was closer to 50, and they allowed me to do it um, because everything in it was uh, relevant to all of the topics. And, of course, it was extremely well written. But I did uh, original research, meaning I interviewed dozens of people who are cited um, in the thing. I did all kinds of historic research. I read books about the city and and, and I I became fascinated with my hometown. I became fascinated by this city's sheer will to survive when it was faced with ruinous circumstances following the collapse of the Amiskeg Mills. It was called, the paper was entitled The Promise and Peril of a Planned City. It was actually used by the New Hampshire history teacher at West High School, whom I interviewed, I believe, uh, uh, for the paper, uh, uh, as part of his curriculum on New Hampshire history. I believe there's a copy of it somewhere on file at the Manchester Historic Association. I mean, uh, it, this, and, and I did. I fell in love with this city. I love its history. I love what the city's history says about what it, you know, who, it, what and who it has been. It was known at one point as the city that would not die. Can you imagine a city of this size after the collapse of the Amiskeg Mills at the height of the Great Depression? 
having former mayors, bishops, newspaper publishers, titans of business, et cetera, et cetera, pull together $5 million in a week to buy the assets of the Amiskeg Manufacturing Company out of bankruptcy so that the city could control its redevelopment. I, I mean, fascinating stuff. And, 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 and because the people of this city don't know its history, they have no idea what they can accomplish. So when I tell you my heart beats for this city, it beats for this city. And I have been a, a thirsty, thirsty seeker of its history and a full-throated advocate of its future because I know what this city can do when the people, when its people put its mind to something. So it is truly in that spirit that I look forward to the conversations that I will have with Mayor-elect Craig when she is sworn into office in early January. And it will be in that spirit that I do my best to find common ground on issues that are important to the school district and where we disagree find ways where we can overcome that disagreement if possible and where we agree, do what we can together to move things forward. I, at this point, am going to trust that Joyce Craig will not engage in petty personal or political politics as she tackles the issues of this city. And I will for sure be the first one to call her out on it if I think she's doing that. But at this point, I don't expect I will have to. I will trust that Joyce Craig will be able to at least will try to get certain people to play nice in the sandbox and focus their time on issues and solutions rather than personalities and agendas and i will and i will give joyce craig as much as i can for her to bring her agenda forward and dis- and discuss and debate the merits I don't want two years of fighting with Joyce Craig. Will there be disagreements over policy? I'm sure there will be. Will there be votes cast against things that she wants? I'm sure there will be. That's just the nature of this game. But I will trust that we will be able to disagree without being disagreeable, and I will trust that we will be able to work together for the benefit of of this city, its students, its taxpayers, its parents, and all of its citizens. And I think you all know me well enough to know that I mean this and that I will do my level best to make this happen and that it will be to the advantage of the city if it does. This is Gerard at Large.